Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope that you will subscribe, share, and review the show. Our guest this week is Steve Turk, a 20-year hospitality consultant for restaurants, hotels, vacation rentals, and hospitality startups. Steve Turk is the founder of Turk Hospitality Ventures and the host and creator of the Hospitality Mentor podcast, where he aims to take listeners on a journey through leaders' careers, their ups and downs, wild turns, and lessons learned. Steve is a serialpreneur who encourages people to get started doing what they love. Listen in. We are delighted to welcome the hospitality king of Miami, Steve Turk. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. Oh, well, ladies, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Well, we are excited to have you. You are such an interesting fellow. Um, we could talk to you all day. I found so much stuff about you, but I want our learner, our listeners to learn about you um, kind of the organic way. So what we like to do is start with your hospitality journey and, you know, just like how you're curious about people and how they got to where they are. We want to hear about you. So give us an overview about who yeah. Steve Turk is. I'll give you the, the, the whole journey here. So Mm-hmm. Look, I was very lucky that I was had a great parents and my dad was an attorney and he represented hotels as I was growing up. And so oh. one of the hotels that I got to hang out in all the time was the Fontainebleau Hotel here in Miami Beach. So for me, as a 10 year old running around the Fontainebleau and because my dad was became very good friends with the general manager, you know, as a kid, you're treated like a king. Everyone wants yeah. to give you stuff. You're getting cookies. You're hanging out in the pool and getting the cabana. I was like, man, this is a great life. And that always stuck with me. And as I was making my journey in college, I wanted, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And as I was studying for my LSATs, I asked my dad, I was like, hey, is this going to get easier? He said, it's only going to get harder. And if you don't like it now, figure out what you like to do. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you loved hospitality. So my first job was at the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel in the year 2000. I had just graduated high school and was in college. And I did it for a summer job and it was great. I was a pool attendant, cabana boy on okay. South Beach. <laughs> nice. And there's no better job with the celebrities at the time. It was a brand new hotel. And I just really fell in love with working in hotels. So that was really my place of starting was the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel. And then the journey kind of kicked off from there. Wow. That's so cool, man. And you said 2000? I love it. Yeah. Year 2000. Oh <laughs> 22 years ago. I did a training today where I asked if anyone had been born in the year 2000 and two hands went up. So I said, well, I've been in hospitality as long as you've been alive. So. alive. <laughs> wow. So, there, and then there's that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about um, enhancing the guest experience and your passion for, you know, making sure everybody is taken care of. Yeah, I think we all working in hospitality, we want to take care of people, right? Whether you're a server or you're a manager or you're in sales and you have your client you want to take care of, we all want to take care of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to work for some great brands. So along that journey, I started the Lowe's Hotel. I wanted to learn five star five diamond service. I was at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel. And that's really where I learned 
high level service and yeah. to go above and beyond and how to anticipate things that you would never know. Like if you go in their room, what magazines are they reading? And if they like a golf magazine, maybe we have a golf amenity that shows up, right? So all these kind of little tricks that you start learning as you go to different hotels, every hotel has different vibe and I've got to work at some great places. But the reason I'm passionate about it is because these are all of our memories, right? Yeah. We in our life go on vacation and expect to make these really special memories. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm good at is the resort, vacation, hotels. I've worked in business hotels, but I really am passionate about that vacation hotel Yeah, where you're going with your family or your friends. And it usually is a special time in your life. And you can remember how you felt that that hotel or the drinks you had or the memories you made at the restaurant or the nightclub you went to and how you felt. And I just always I fell in love with that because yeah. how do you make those even more special? How do they remember your place versus the rest? And so that kind of became a little competition for mm -hmm. me and myself mm -hmm. was, all right, I saw that hotel did this, but I can do this. Yeah. And how do you kind of one up and make things better? And that's really what I would drive is create those memories for people. Yeah. So it's how do you make the, um, hold on just a second, Nikki. So how do you okay. make that experience memorable? Give us like an example of, yeah. Look, there's a simple version. Like I was just doing a training today. If someone's having a celebration at your restaurant, they pick your place over all the others, yeah. reward them for picking that place, whether it's a drink or look, my go-to move is always a bottle Prosecco because it probably cost us nine bucks. But to you, you see these bubbles and champagne glasses showing up to your table and it made all the difference. Yeah. Um, but the easiest way to do it is to anticipate. So if you know someone's celebrating something, make mm -hmm. sure you reward them for celebrating with yeah. you. If they're there for an anniversary, you acknowledge those things. If they're there for their honeymoon, you acknowledge those things. And then the bigger is setting up a bigger plan yeah. for the hotel. So you mm -hmm. can make sure many people have those. So holidays are my favorite. Yeah. You know, July 4th, I think is a great one on Miami beaches. You want to create Instagrammable areas so people can take their pictures. Are you doing the Americana specials everywhere? Are you bringing the right entertainment in so people mm -hmm. can have a good time and enjoy live music at the pool and maybe a DJ inside and you know, are you selling the things that they want to wear during July 4th, yeah. like red, white, and blue, you know, shirts. So everything plays a part when creating these memories. So it can start with just giving a dessert to deciding how you're going to create the, the creating a whole experience for somebody. Right. Wow. So have you always been this creative where you, where you just come up with these ideas to or have you, like you said, you had a healthy competition in your area mm -hmm. and, you know, you had to one up, but just growing up and all that stuff, did you have? Yeah, I think that's kind of, you know, I didn't realize I had it until you start getting out there Yeah, and I just love coming up with ideas yeah. and, you know, my team will tell you like, Steve, focus on this one. Let's get this one done. <laughs> <laughs> right. We had this call yesterday, like, Hey, let's get this one done. And then yeah. we'll move on to the next. Yeah, but move on to the next. The brain is always, it's always working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always kind of looking at, all right, that's a cool idea. I like that mental note. I'm going to save it. I even have a document where I save a lot of cool ideas and things I see from all areas and use them. So it's, I think, she you know, got, I don't know if Nikki got knocked out or what, but this is real life. So we're just going to keep going and see if she right, can Nikki. get back in. Well, welcome, Nikki, um, back. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk about, Turk Hospitality Ventures. So working at the Lowe's My Beach Hotel, I was, I was director of food and beverage. Great hotel. Mm -hmm. Love working there. And pre-pandemic, if it was still all the same, I'd probably still be there. Um, but I yeah. have two little kids now. 
Sure. And I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old now. And after the pandemic, you know, the labor shortages are real mm-hmm. and they're happening. And I was filling in every role and working yeah. every day, yeah. all hours of the day. And I just didn't see it getting better. And during that same time, I was using LinkedIn all the time. So kind of how we met. So I yes. use LinkedIn heavily and I started kind of just writing to myself, actually. So the post, if you look back a year and a half ago, were mm-hmm. just trying to motivate myself and yeah. <laughs> keep myself going. And if somebody else found it was helpful, it was great. And what started happening was people started to reach out to me for advice. So, hey, I saw this post. Can you help me with this issue? Mm -hmm. And that started to happen more and more. And I had owned a business prior. And I said, you know what? I told my wife, I I think I could do this. I think I could help people, especially in hospitality, which I love doing. Mm -hmm. And we made a deal. So if you can get one client, I'm all about you doing it. And so that's what happened. I got one client which was a hotel that had asked me to be the hotel manager. I said, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to be the hotel manager, but I'm starting Turk Hospitality Ventures, which is a consulting company. Mm -hmm. And I can help all of your needs. And they said, yes. And that was it. I put in my notice to the Lowe's and they wished me well, and are still very supportive. And that was it. So So what's that conversation like, like with the first, with the first client, you know, going in with, I guess you're, your pitch or, you know, your proposal, what's that like? Yeah. The pitch was, you know, at the time I didn't realize I was pitching it this way, but now I use it a lot. And I've told others that are getting into consulting and they're having success too. So mm-hmm. there's so many jobs open right now that if you went to, what's your hotel, what hotel do you work at? I work for Texas Western. So I work for a Marriott and a residence in. Right. So I would look at the, that Marriott hotel that you work in. I'd see the job openings they have, and I will bet money. You have several jobs open. Yes. And if they happen to have manager roles open, I would tell the general manager, say, you know, Mr. Smith, I see that you have a food and beverage manager role open here. You're going to get a director of food and beverage mm-hmm. for the price of that manager you already spent the money on, yeah. right? You've already have it budgeted. I'm going to help you take some pressure off the team. We're going to create a scope of work and these very specific projects that are important to you and I'll help you get them done. And Brilliant. so then my team and I work on it because I have my team and we mm-hmm. make things happen. And mm-hmm. so we really focus on the work that you're doing in the office anyway, that keeps you off the floor. Yeah. I take that, our company takes that pressure off your mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And so that's the pitch. And so I've told that to others and it works for them as well. Because yeah. we all have this money sitting there on the PL that can be used. That can be used. I love that. That's great. I like what you say about... Um, having multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what all the millennials are doing right now. I mean, they've got like vacation rentals and, and buying duplexes and renting their car out for the weekend and selling t-shirts and whatever the case may be they've, they've got it down. Um, and you say a side hustle helps you decide what you like best. Mm-hmm. So what do you like best? Who? So what I like best, look, I love hospitality yeah. or I wouldn't be doing it. And yeah. so I made a list for myself mm-hmm. of all the things I know how to do mm-hmm. everything. And when I was starting this business, I focused, I crossed out all the things I hated because yeah. when you can get caught up in chasing money and yeah. chasing things that you know how to do that you end up hating. Mm-hmm. And so I had made that mistake in my last company where I was doing a lot of the things I didn't like. Yeah. And this time I said, I'm going to focus on the things that I do like, mm-hmm. which is creating things, 
yeah. finding solutions to people's problems, creating products that people actually will use and like. So focusing on brands. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I decided to do. So if you ask me what I do is I'm a hospitality entrepreneur. Yeah. I have Turk Hospitality Ventures where we consult. I do have a vacation rental company. We have 42 homes here in South Florida that we manage. Wow. Wow. Yep. We manage 42 homes here and it's all luxury hotel people on the team. Uh, that's Tangy Management. And the podcast was another way. I didn't expect that to be a revenue mm -hmm. generator. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. I started and had been working on LinkedIn, some people reached out to be sponsors so that created yeah. it. Yeah. And then I saw, all right, we have this vacation rental company. We're buying other people's coffee. Let's start a coffee company that's going to do good for yes. our city. Yes, I <laughs> love that. That's So that launches on um, uh, May 23rd. That's Monday, Monday May yeah. 23rd. Uh, and, actually, um, I'm actually sipping some right now. Look so, at that. Uh, you got okay. it right there. So <laughs> I don't even know how to how to start this, but so you you started a coffee company. W where does that come from? W how did so that comes from this one? I've been in food and beverage my whole life. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I started realizing that one, I live in Miami. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sure when this will be coming out, but I live right by Biscayne Bay, which yeah. is the major body of water. All the tourists mm -hmm. come to see. And you know, 2020, there's a big fish kill there uh, where a lot of animals died. And it yeah. really struck me because I was walking with my kids and I said, well, there's got to be something I can do. And so as I was drinking my morning coffee, I thought, man, what if I sold coffee and 10% went back to help save the bay? And that's what we put together. And so that was the idea. <laughs> and I had the vacation rentals. I had the vacation rentals already. Right. So we have 42 of them. They all need coffee. So I had the built in customer already. Oh my God. You're mine. And that's I mean, really, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of genius when you, you, cause when you're traveling, that's the first thing you're looking for is that coffee. And I mean, I'm, I'm a coffee drinker. So I usually like to try things that are local, like mm -hmm. local flavors, um, Houston has some Houston flavor coffee. Mm. There's San Antonio. There's different flavors of coffee. So you're dead on with that. Yeah. So dead this, on. this is, look, I'm a food and beverage director. So one, I can't have bad coffee be a part associated to me. So we found the best roasters and worked on it for over a year and found three great coffees and you'll see them on the website and I'm just really proud of it. It's something that's going to be very okay, exciting Okay. So us. I need to go to the website and buy yeah. some coffee. My <laughs> husband will not coffee. do <laughs> anything without first brewing a cup of coffee. I mean, he's that guy, like literally he cannot even function. And me, I, you know, I'll drink it, but I'm not like, it's not like the first thing I'm looking for, mm -hmm. but uh, so yeah, I'm going to pick up some Biscayne. Yeah. Biscayne coffee. coffee. And, and, and you'll know that you're doing good. You're having yes. a good sip and you're <laughs> yes. doing good as well. That it's, is wonderful. It's amazing to me how, like, like I grew up with, uh, like Folgers and just some of the, just Maxwell house, just mm -hmm. regular quote unquote brands. And now coffee is like a whole thing. You've yeah. got people paying $8 for a cup of coffee or people saying, I only drink X, Y, Z, you know, if, if I'm going to have mm -hmm. coffee, I only want this brand, this, and I want it like this. You know, it, it's just, it's, it's something how I think it's become something so simple that is now a necessity for so yeah. many. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, coffee culture is huge now. 
It yeah. It's very huge. So yeah. And you, and you see it very clear when people travel too. people have a morning ritual, right? Yes. And that morning ritual, a lot of the times is based around when do I get my cup of coffee? What is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And I have a very specific order. Um, and so I understand that. And that's why I want to make sure that, you know, one, I'm proud of whatever we're serving. And yeah. two, I understand that people drink it every day. So yeah. it'll be, be used. And so I see you drinking it in the afternoon. Do you drink in the morning too? Or you are all yeah, day so coffee drinker? I'm a 2-2. I'm a two, two. So yesterday okay. I was talking to my PR director. I had three and she could tell that I was jittery. So she's probably going to laugh when she hears this. But I was like <laughs> a little, little, little jittery. But usually yeah. I have one in the morning, one around midday, and then that's it. Okay. And then talk about the process. So, I mean, like you said, you went to roasters and, you know, you're doing like the whole sampling, sipping thing and, and all that. What was that like? It was fun. I got great advice um, from someone. I, you know, I call a friend, the former CEO of Boss Water. Okay. And he was on the podcast mm-hmm. and he said, look, Steve, if you're starting something, one, you need a great story. Yeah. Sounds like you got a great story. Two, how does your packaging look? Does it stand out compared to the rest? Got yeah. that down. And then number three, and most important, it has to be really good. And so I set down those three goals. I said, all right, mm-hmm. let's start working on these three. And that's where it came about. But really, it was just calling local roasters, finding ones I had already known from the market and having worked in sure. hotels, mm-hmm. finding one that would agree to do it. Mm-hmm. Not everyone wants to, to help someone else grow something. And really, that was it. It's yeah. not hard. Like if you wanted to start yeah. something today, you go online, you can hire someone to make you a logo. You can find people to do things inexpensively. You just got to yeah. start. It can't be. Yeah. I told myself, it's not going to be perfect. We're going to start. It's, it's going to be really good. And then mm-hmm. we'll keep working to make it excellent. Mm-hmm. Really is so good cool. is the key. Yeah. I mean, that's you, once be. you have a good product. I mean, we see people stand in lines. We see people wait. We see people uh, you know, crash the internet for smaller stores because they want an item or a product that's really good. So mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. that, that is the beginning. Yeah. And I'll just tell people to start like on this kind of project. I started a year ago testing. So I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. Right. I put up a website said, does anybody care about this? And people I had no idea started to buy. I said, all right, there's something there. Now I know I can spend some mm-hmm. little bit of money, see if I can make this work versus just going into something without really knowing. I love that. I mean, you've got this entrepreneurial spirit that just, it just blows my mind. And so I am still going back to the side hustle and making the list and finding out what you want to do. Cause I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. That's right. We all still do that every day, but if you know your list, you'll be good. Like you'll at least be in the right direction. I will start the list. So let's talk, tips. let's talk about um, uh, the podcast, Hospitality Mentor Podcast. Talk mm-hmm. about that. So I don't know about you, but we, you know, coming up in a hotel, you look at these executives and, you know, corporate executives and general managers as like, mm-hmm. man, they must know everything. And how do they get there? How did they get there? And how And, you know, me, I was always, how much money do they make? Like, how much could I make if I get <laughs> there? So really, this was a way for me to interview people to kind of teach people coming up. Cause I, when, it's funny when you get to an executive role, people start to look at you differently and you don't, you're not aware of that sometimes. Yeah. And, and I became aware of like, why right, people are looking to me for answers and they're asking yeah. these deep questions. And I said, right. I want to put that out to a bigger network and mm-hmm. put people's stories out. Cause our stories in hotels, 
you know, a lot of the celebrity chefs get interviewed, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But you don't really hear from too many general managers yeah. and, you know, people who are working day to day in the operation. And I wanted their stories to get out there. Mm-hmm. And if it inspired one person after listening, it'd be great. And I yeah. thought, yeah, maybe I'd have three or four listeners. Who knows? And you had 500 downloads day one. Day. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's. So- that's awesome. People want to hear what you have to say and also that of your, um, of your guests. So congratulations yeah. on that. The podcast I, is great. I appreciate it. And yeah. I hope it really, it's really meant to be a mentor, right? Yeah. And so I've heard, I've seen people, cause you can look at the stats and you can get a little addicted to the stats, but I've seen people re-listen to things. And yeah. so it makes me feel mm-hmm. good. They found mm-hmm. something they liked mm-hmm. and they can re-listen to it. So I appreciate all the guests that come on. Yeah. Right. How do you find your guests? Um, you have like well, a wish list. Yeah. So at the beginning, it was hard a little bit. Like I went for my friends. Yeah. To start. We did uh, that right? too. <laughs> and then it was funny. I went after a lot of big names. Yeah. Like big big names. Yeah. And like Steve, I don't even know what you're doing. All right. Like get a couple episodes out there, and then I'll come back. Mm-hmm. And now that started. Yeah. Right. So now they heard it. They're like, all right, Steve, you're not doing a terrible job. One guy. <laughs> so you're yeah. not doing a terrible job. I'll come on. And it was, you know, it's big names that are starting to pop up and now people are reaching out, which I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm turning down a lot because I want it to be quality. It's not just going to be some some person that comes on. Yeah. Just some random. It's so funny in our, in our business, when you think about what we do and how it all comes together and it's still, it, I still kind of find it amazing when people listen to our shows and then they comment or they say things about it. And it's like, wow, you know, that was 30 minutes and, and here's what you took away from that. Or, you know, I guess it's just a form of flattery when you hear people coming back to you and they say, oh, you know, you guys talked about this. That really resonated with me. Like mm-hmm. that, that is the best feeling ever. And then, as you said, when people are like, Hey, I want to be on your show. That's inc- I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, it's, it's me and Rob talking about our, our day to day and what it looks like, but you want to join us. Yeah. Let's do it. So, yeah. No. yeah. No, it's fun that way. And I think what I've realized too, is that, you know, at least my style show is people like, once they get comfortable, they like telling the journey and they like giving back to people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's, what's mm-hmm. really important is how many episodes have you done now, ladies? We're at 63, I think. Right. So you yeah. put in 63 hours of your life and coordinating this and putting out social media and doing these mm-hmm. things just to give back, mm-hmm. which I think yeah. is, is amazing. Yeah. Because for us, we were just sitting around like commiserating with one another after we both had been made available to the industry. <laughs> yep. We are all free agents, free agents yes. for a while. Free agents, Correct. that's Correct. it. Free agency. And we were just like, okay, so how many applications did you put in? How many, did you get any callbacks? No. Well, clearly we're doing something wrong. So we need to have a recruiter and talk to them. So then we're like, okay, well, let's record it because somebody else can, you know, mm-hmm. uh, can learn from this. So that's kind of like how we got started is, um, just sitting around at home in our soft clothes. No, I love that. <laughs> Trying to find a damn job. <laughs> but that's what it comes down oh, to. And you shared God. that you were open with it and people, yeah. people yeah. liked it. Absolutely. 
it's funny because everybody talks about showing up being your authentic self. And, you know, there we were like, hey, man, I'm wearing stretchy pants. You know, (laughs) I haven't combed my hair today. (laughs) (laughs) That for a little while, that's who we were. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's good that you can be open and honest. I think that's really hard for a lot of people to do, especially in the world of Instagram and filters and making sure everything looks perfect and you can get caught up on it. It's hard. Oh yeah. Everybody on Instagram is like a millionaire and, um, they, they don't work a nine to five. I mean, they work like two days a week. And so it's like, yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) Here I am. I'm getting on the plane in coach. Right. Exactly. (laughs) At least you're getting on the plane. This is true. We're happy about that. (laughs) So Steve Turk, so you've been at this, uh, the vacation rental space. How long now? It was interesting when I had run in between hotel stints, I had a staffing company. Okay. So I, in 2014, I was using a staff. You're like a a Jamaican. You have like 12 jobs. Yeah. Well, what happened? (laughs) That's where I got really into it was I'd always been in hotels. I'd never had anything on the side and had started a staffing company because I was opening a hotel and we were using so much outside labor. I would Mm. see the checks going out. I was like a hundred thousand dollars and they were I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. Yeah. What I didn't realize, you only make like 5% of that. So, <laughs> right. But because uh, you're paying out all the employees. But when I started the staffing company, we had homes. This was 2014, 2015. Start reaching out and say, hey, we need a housekeeper for our house. I'm like, listen, I don't clean homes. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, no, no, it's Airbnb we're using. We're using a VRBO. And I said no like 20 or 30 times. And then I've got my team. I had seven people, managers on my team. I said, look, we're going to test this. And we got our first home and it was a 12 bedroom mansion in Coconut Grove, which is this beautiful neighborhood in Miami. Yeah. And the guy handed me the keys. I was like, oh, I guess I need a contract. So I called my dad and we made a contract and he signed it. And that's how my journey into vacation rentals started. Okay. And I could see then that there was a lot of room for standardizing things and making sure people's trips were good because Mm -hmm. you'd hear these horror stories of, I checked into a place and it was dirty or there was, or bugs, I couldn't check into was, a or, place or you couldn't check in. There was <laughs> yeah. no one there. There was no power. There's no water, yeah. like all mm-hmm. these crazy things. So, you know, the one thing I've done is I've always hired hospitality people. And so mm-hmm. we had our housekeepers and our engineers that we were staffing hotels with, and we built that up. I was lucky enough to sell that company um, to a big company in New York. And I had a non-compete for three years. And when I was starting this up, a person I used to work with said, Hey, do you want to do that again? And I was like, let's, let's mm-hmm. go for it. And that's what we've been doing. Wow. So 42 properties later, 42 properties later. And we're just excited because now we found the winning formula. Yeah. Um, we know how to get homes open and under budget. Sure. So we're asset light. We are the manager. We're the managing company. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. wow. You know, if Nikki, you had your house, you would call us. We make sure everything looks like it needs to be for pictures. We market it. We put it out to all the channels. We have in-house uh, people answering all the messages uh, via text. Then we have people who answer all the calls. And then what we learned is that we have people out on the streets that are also engineers. So if they need to deliver something and something is broken in that vacation rental, they have the tools to fix it. So we're able to do these things very quickly for homeowners. We clean, we fix, we make sure the guest is doing great and we keep growing that way. Wow. wow. Seamless. Mm-hmm. Seamless service. Cool. Yeah. So it's exciting. So you sound very busy with yes. all these things, but you have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Exactly. How do you find the time? 
What do you do? What's, what's well, that like? Well, my friends will tell you, you know, if you go in my office, I have every self-help management book, you know, how to be more efficient book, everything. Mm-hmm. And I've just learned on my schedule, mm-hmm. it's planned out really a week in advance. Okay. And I leave a couple of blocks mm-hmm. for pop-up yeah. meetings, but everything is blocked out. And I know yeah. where I'm going to be with who and at what time, very clear. And the kids and know as well. Yeah. They know everyone's aware. My yeah. wife knows. Yeah. But I shut off everything at five. Oh, so I'm done. I, that's what that's I good. do now. So it was weird at first, right? Cause in the hotel world, I would go all hours, Yeah. but I'd stop at a desk or working with a client mm-hmm. at five and I'm able to pick up my kids, get them ready for whatever they need to do. Cause they have aftercare and all these fun mm-hmm. projects they're working on. And I get to spend time with them. Cause I was not doing that in the hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip. Shut mm-hmm. everything off at five. That's now that's after huge. they go to sleep. Yeah. The hustle starts again. Sure. And it's more brainstorming. What do I need mm-hmm. to work on for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to keep growing the business? Right. Who do I need to bring on to my team? Mm-hmm. That kind of thought, but I like doing it. Right. Cause yeah. again, we started with the list. So all the stuff I'm doing, I really like, so it's not like, Oh my God, yeah. I got to work on this today. Yeah. How long is your list now? Do you still have a lot of items left to? It's the core off, list. The core list is still the same. Okay. All right. And so the same one I started in June of last year, I remember mm-hmm. it was right after my birthday. My birthday is June 2nd. Mm-hmm. And I made the list June 3rd and I started from there. And I, I gave my note, I gave three month notice and got my first client in October. We started all this. So what's next for Turk Hospitality Ventures? Where do we, what's the future look like? What do you want? What's Yeah, look, what I really enjoy doing is helping build brands and, and solving solutions. So yeah. we have the vacation rental brand that's growing. I love seeing that. Yeah. The podcast, which I didn't think I was going to really, I didn't know if I was going to like it or not, but I love yeah. it. And yeah. so now I'm putting a lot of energy into yeah. that just mm-hmm. to build a platform for people to share more and learn more. So that will be a big focus in the next six to 12 months of really creating as much content off of that as possible. Yeah. And now the coffee launches Monday. So wow. when you're listening to all of this, everybody, <laughs> make sure you go and support uh, Biscayne Coffee and we'll see if people actually care. That's the thing, right? Yeah. I joke with my team is we put in the work, we did a great job. Now mm-hmm. we'll see if it translates. Um, but we created it with something that we're passionate about. So it'll be a long-term project. It's not just a flash in the pan. It'll be something we build on. Um, but we're growing. The team is growing. We've got great mm-hmm. people that I'm surrounding myself with. I love working with them. And we're going to see it where this takes us in the next year. Wow. Is there anything that you would share with our listeners that maybe we haven't asked you about? Well, that's a great question. Look, I'm, I'm big into this right now where people are coming to me. It seems like I'm getting a lot of this. It's so just how they can start to do something or how they can create a side revenue. And I really tell them these things. Again, I go back to the list and I tell all you listeners out there, you know, it sounds a little hokey. Just sit down, write all the things you know how to do, circle which of those you love doing. And if you don't love any of them, figure out what you love doing, write that list down and see if you can make money off of that. Two, don't worry about being perfect. Start something. If you don't start you're never going to figure out if you can do it or not. Some people just get tied up into reading every Google article, every video on YouTube before they start. 
just start. You can stop, start a Shopify store tomorrow for $29.99, right? Like you can start tomorrow and learn how to drop ship t-shirts for $31 all in, but just learn if you can see, you can do it. So what I've been telling people is figure out what you like doing, try to do it, see if people care. If they don't care, tweak it until you get some reaction. And if you get one person to care, that's awesome. So if you can sell $1 online, you can sell a million. So I just say, get started. Wow. I love that. Very practical, uh, can be quick to market advice. I think a lot of times we get in our own way by overthinking things. Yeah. Like, oh, that design's not nice enough. I don't know. It's not nice enough. Or, hey, I don't think that podcast was good enough. Or, you know, you just have to start doing something. You just have to it won't work. Yeah. yeah. You just have to start. I, I need to like tattoo that across my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> just have Me to too. start. Yeah. yeah. Just get yeah. started. So Steve Turk, where can people find you? Well, I'm big on LinkedIn, as you all know. Yes. So you can find me mm-hmm. at Steve Turk on LinkedIn. I do have Instagram. You can find me there as well. I'm, I'm all over social and I have a TikTok now. So I'm practicing ah. with TikTok. <laughs> We're trying to get the videos out there, but LinkedIn is where I play every day. I put out at least one post a day of just trying to help somebody. That's how I, I go about my day. So yeah, find me there and I'm happy to answer any questions you've got. Oh, we love it. I will link that in the show notes along with Biscayne Coffee. And we thank you so much for joining us today. Um, This has been great. I love what you're doing. You know, keep it going. People want to hear from you. So I appreciate you taking the time and having me on. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank you.